0: although this wave is stringing us along, just know you're not alone, because I'm going to make this place your
1: home. Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfie with the Golfy team. Welcome to the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton edition, with host. Rick Samprin.
2: Good morning. It is another fabulous weekend in the city of Hamilton. We're going to talk Hamilton real estate. What's going on in Burlington? Niagara making news, of course. The GTA always factoring in. It's really a uh, golden horseshoe look at uh, real estate, and uh, it is still really, really hot. Although it is starting to cool down, as Rob mentioned a couple of shows ago, that buyer fatigue is is caught up with. Uh, you know, many individuals who are maybe you know just kind of. Uh, Pressing pause in their home search. But listen, if you are looking for a house in the Hamilton, Burlington, Niagara area, you've come to the right place. This is the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900CHML, as Rob mentioned. Yes, I'm Rick Samprin. Rob Golfie is a sales representative with Remax Skirtman Realty, the Golfie team. And uh, you can go on their website. They have some amazing listings in the area, robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G O L. FI.com. You can follow them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter and call Hamilton and Burlington's number one REMAX team in volume and unit sales 905-575-7700 that's 905-575-7700 if you have a topic idea for a future show or a question for the Golfie team and we do have a listener question that we'll get to today it's about Dundas email the Golfie team that email address is questions at robgolfie.com questions at robgolfie.com we'll read your email on the air and Rob will provide an answer for you. And and again, Jackie has emailed a question about Dundas. We'll get to that in a matter of minutes. But before we do, what is going on in the local market, Rob? Well,
1: everybody is, it's just chaos, but it is cooling a bit, but there's still chaos and and everything. So, you know, so now we got heads of, of uh, REMAX, uh, Integra, which is, uh, they own REMAX, uh, Ontario, Atlantic, Canada, and also Western. And then there's another group that owns Western Canada. And the talk is uh, like, like how do we stop this frenzy? How do we slow it down? Or how? what's the best way without the government changing something and, and then, then something else reacts? You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you have to be careful. I don't think the, go- I think the government would have, in a normal market, if there wasn't a pandemic. They would have probably done something by now, which could have hurt in the long run. But there, there is a lot of talk that after this, after this frenzy is over with, which I think it's it's starting to cool a bit. But it, but there is a shortage of homes on the market. There is, but uh, but we also finding that there is less bookings for the showing. So that's telling us that things are starting to change. But back to uh, the market is that um this frenzy thing is uh, is just you know Rick it's just uh, it's causing a lot of problems with uh, uh, people are complaining and people are upset they're not getting their house. We just sold one uh, Rick we listed it at six ninety nine nine okay it's in an area where you know, yeah, maybe we might get you know seven fifty maybe you know. 800, maybe, maybe 800 uh, on this house. And the house had no basement, bungalow, nice size lot, pool in the backyard. Uh, we listed at 699 and we ha- held offers. Rick, we had like 150 showings on this place. <laughs> wow. Sold for 250000 above asking. Wow. Incredible. Now, that makes it t- like 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 it's tough, but but we had we had two two or three offers, two offers over nine hundred. So what they want to protect, what the what what I think wants the, uh, the the government I think wants to do is that let, let's say let's say there, the two hundred fifty thousand. Let's say there was uh, uh that two hundred nine hundred fifty thousand it sold for. Let's say the next best offer was eight hundred fifty. They don't want that. $100,000 gap in between, right? That's what, that's what they're trying to prevent because that's what's driving the the, the the house prices up in Australia. From my understanding is, is that if it's an auction, so one guy goes, Hey, I'm willing to pay 850. The next guy says, well, I'll pay 855. And if the other guy just can't go up that much, then it stops right there. It doesn't sell for the nine fifty. Now for the seller, it's not great for the seller, but I think overall it's, it's just, it just, it just construes the whole market. It it does. Like, like I, I've been at this, and, it, and it's 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 getting it is getting ridiculous for the buyers, and I feel bad for them, and and it, and, it, and it is a struggle for them, and uh, and it, sometimes they don't have a chance. So, like some buyers just don't have a chance, and it could it could be another six months, or it could be another two or three years before they actually can get into the marketplace when it cools down, and they have more of a deposit or down payment to put in there so it the the chaos the chaos is still going on to a certain degree but we're starting to see a little cooling down it is starting to cool down just slightly but not not radically 2017 it was like the light switch went off it was like boom okay the market changed uh 2021 it's like a gradual change like like it's like okay you know it's like it's taking its time to You know, very slowly starting to, you know, slow down and everything else. So that's the only difference between 2017 market and 2021 market. It's
2: crazy. I guess the, you know, you mentioned uh, the analogy or the example of, you know, home goes up for sale and, you know, the top bid's 950 and maybe the second best bid or the second highest bid is 850 and there's that 100000 gap. Uh, the other part of that is, you know, the, the house sells for 950 and now others in the, in the neighborhood with comparable homes are saying, well, I want that number as well. And that's where the market gets driven to, you know, uh, heights that we've never seen before.
1: Well, exactly, but it doesn't work that way. The neighbor now is going to think, hey, my house has got to be worth uh, 950 or a million because yeah. I've got a bigger house or I've got a basement, this and that. So that's where it goes. But you have to still do the same thing that you did. Like if you were, you can't just, okay, well, if that neighbor got $950, let us list my house at 900 or 950 It doesn't work that way. What, what attracted everybody to this thing is, and, it, and surprisingly – like we were asking seven hundred and holding offers, like like did everybody have uh like most people that looked at that house probably could afford to go up to eight hundred, not many people could afford to go up to nine nine fifty so there was a small percentage of the people that went and looked at that house, and when they did put the offer in it, it you know they came in strong because they figured that that 's what it 's going to take to get it, and they wanted it, and they didn 't want to lose it. And, um, but, but yeah, like it's just, it's, uh, it's crazy, but you have to, you have to start all over again when you're holding offers, maybe instead of at 700, you hold it at 750, but, but, but there's a key number to get that. You have to be very careful. Now I, I listed a property and I suggested we list at a certain price. Now I'm going to tell, I'm going to say the story here. So we have, uh, you know, uh, two, two brothers and a sister selling an estate sale here, townhouse. Now they're thinking they're going to get eight, nine hundred thousand dollars on a bungalow town, and I'm like, guys, listen. Um, I, I know you know the market's crazy, but it's like somebody will pay that for a detached home before a townhouse. You know what I mean? Like so, mm-hmm. just so I'm trying to bring down the reality. And I said, listen, I'm going to do the best I can. It's the market. It's whatever the uh, a willing buyer is willing to pay. I says if you get 10 offers and you and you get only uh, you know maybe 750 that's what the market is. So I did a comparison on this bungalow. The highest one, the highest number is uh like 720. So these guys are their expectations are 800. I I got a feeling that they're going to be very disappointed at the the outcome on uh, on their place.
2: Right. You know. Is another but factor is another factor in the price escalation the fact that you know, we've been hearing for months now. You got to get into the market. You know, prices are going up. You know, the the, the percentage increase on home prices is up. You know, 170 percent from this time last year to this time this year. So you got to get in. Are are people and and couples and families willing to overpay because they're so desperate to get in, and that that too is driving up prices?
1: Well, they're willing to overpay because they think that it's going to go up even more. So they just go in and, and they just 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 go for it. And, and, um, and they just, they just buy it. They'll, they'll over you know, it's just, you know what, they need a house, they want a house. And, and they're just afraid that if they don't get into the market, the housing prices are just going to be another 20, 50, hundred thousand dollars more than, than they're at now already. So, so that's why people are jumping in. Now it's hard to tell what the, what, what the market's going to be like, uh, in six months from now or even a year from now. Now, you know, since, since nine, since 2000, the market, uh, year 2000 the market's been like pretty strong since then and we and we've only had one recession I, it, I, since 2001 major uh, recession that was in 2009 now usually recessions happen every seven to ten years well 20 years has gone by and we don't, we've only gone through one recession but do markets do change markets have changed over those 21 years they have, you know, we've seen up and down markets week by week and month by month, but our, the major recession was in uh, 2009. And, but I think what it is, uh, Rick is that we have our, I think our economy worldwide is stronger, smarter than it was ever before. Than from the eighties and the nineties and in the seventies, it's just, it's just different. And I think. And I, I think that's why the, the the economy just keeps going stronger and stronger and stronger. Now, Ontario is just getting expensive everywhere outside of Toronto. Now, Toronto is, you know, expensive. Now, now all these Toronto buyers that are coming in, they're driving the market up in all around the GTA, like through the Niagara Peninsula, through the Hamilton-Wentworth, through the uh, Kitchener-Waterloo-Guelph uh, area, through the Barrie there we are. It's like somebody drop, you know, you drop a a rock in the water and it just ripples all the way around. Yeah. That's what's going on. And even now the East Coast they they're experiencing stuff that they've never ever experienced in their life. So you don't know what to, that's what's going on in this world.
2: One more snippet of info from uh, the uh, appointment center that you guys, uh, uh, all the stats that you unleash. Uh, We're still in a seller's market, but buyer competition is relaxing as more inventory enters the market. And there's another factor in terms of maybe a a price cool down as the uh, warmer months Uh, are ahead. Still to come, uh, there is a Niagara Falls MPP who is asking the Ford government to address the hot housing market. We'll also talk about blind bidding and uh, Hamilton's LRT. Yes, it's happening. How's it going to affect real estate? All that and uh, even more coming up here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. back. This is the Golfie Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. My name is Rick Sanford. Joining us once again is Rob Golfie, sales representative with REMAX Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Call Hamilton and Burlington's number one REMAX team in volume and unit sales. The phone number is 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Buying or selling a home? You got to go online to robgolfie.com. That's Rob G-O-L-F-I dot com. And don't forget, Golfie gets it sold, and they do so safely during the COVID-19 pandemic. Follow the Golfie team on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And if you have a topic idea for a future show or a question for the Golfie team, send them an email, questions at That's questions at at RobGolfy.com. Still to come, we have a question for Rob about real estate in Dundas. We'll talk about Hamilton's LRT project and how that may or may not affect real estate. But before we get to that, Niagara Falls MPP, his name is Wayne Gates, uh, wants the Ford government to address the hot housing market, saying that people in his community just can't afford to buy a home in Niagara he says quote we have a housing crisis in Niagara people from our own community literally cannot afford to buy a home here and he says the people contacting him are being evicted to accommodate renovation plans by the owners only to find the same units advertised at a much higher rent and we're seeing that or we have seen that in Hamilton they refer to it as renovictions they'll evict the tenant renovate the unit and then sell it or rent it out for a higher price but for housing prices in Iowa, which we've seen incredible gains in that regard, does Wayne Gates uh, have any ammo in his uh, gun, so to speak, in terms of, you know, calling on the government to make some changes? Do you foresee any changes being made by the province?
1: Um, it, 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 This is something that I guess uh, Wayne Gates is just, you know, trying to address it. Uh, he's got an understanding, but I mean, it's not like he's going to be able to have any pull. If the government's going to do something, they're going to do it regardless whether his input or not. Um, I, I get it, and I understand it. You, you're he absolutely. People are getting evicted. Uh, people that own properties, uh, their their investment properties, people are renting, and uh, and they're either selling and cashing out, or they're renovating and cashing out, and it's causing. Uh, so, so that renter is probably paying fifteen hundred fourteen hundred dollars a month now uh, renovating it is, hey let's time let's get out and uh, and sell this uh, uh, puppy and uh, and, uh, and and get get our return on investment and that's what's happening and that's a hard thing for the uh, uh, people that are renting homes right there right now like people are getting asked to move when they thought they just just getting settled they got kids in schools and now they have to find another house in the same school district because they don't want to have their uh, kids go to a different school so they can keep their same friends. It, 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 it is a frustration, um, on that part. And I, and I get it. I understand it. if you're, if, if you can cash out in, in uh, big time on your, uh, on your home, um, uh, I just, uh, I, I, you know, like it's just, it's, it's tougher. It's tougher them it's tougher, especially the renters that uh, landlords are cashing out. It's, it's a tough one.
2: Uh, Gates pointed to a recent study showing housing affordability in Niagara fell by 14 percent. And the average sale price of a house in Niagara for the first quarter of the year was $717,000 and change. And he also said the wait list for Niagara Regional Housing, which would be the same as city housing here in Hamilton, uh, this is for a one-bedroom unit in Niagara Falls. It's now 18 years. Imagine waiting 18 years for a one-bedroom apartment to open up in uh, Niagara's uh, regional housing uh, system. That that is incredible. Uh, To that end, um, a great editorial this week in the Hamilton Spectator, the headline, End Blind Bidding to End House Price Insanity. And uh, the uh, author of this article says the average price of a Hamilton home sold over the past four weeks was $824,000, up nearly 42% in just one year. Um, House prices obviously higher, making them much more out of reach. It's misleading individual buyers into financially overextending themselves, leaving them vulnerable to rate hikes or economic downturns. So, Rob, talk about blind bidding and how that works and, and why it may or may not be a good idea to end blind bidding.
1: Well, so blind bidding is, is what it is right now. So basically, um, everybody submits an offer, and it's a field offer, and you, you come in with your best, and then uh, the agents look at it and, and present it to their uh, seller, and the seller says, okay, this looks like the best one, the highest price, with the best con- conditions on there, and hopefully there is no conditions, and they'll go with that. Now, that's blind bidding. Basically, you know, you, you just – you gotta get you gotta throw a number that you think you can beat the next buyer. And and what's happening is the people that have deep pockets are going in heavy on the number. They're going strong on the number. So the other guy that's just like, okay, listen, you know, we're already going, you know, sixty thousand above what we can really, you know, like we're pushing it, but let's do it. So that guy is never getting it. And the person with the deep pockets is going 100, 150, 200, just like the one I was just talking about, two hundred and fifty thousand over asking. And that's, that's blind. That's, that's blind bidding. Now, if it was an auction, uh, uh, if, it, if it goes by auction where everybody sees, okay, like you eliminate people slowly, right? Somebody says, well, I can't go higher than that. So I'm out the next guy. And then, then there's always one or two bidders at the end. And so, so it'll sell for maybe within two to $5,000 of the last bidder instead of 200,000 or 500, you know, whatever, whatever the amount is, it's not, a, it's not a, a big jump. So, They want to end this, uh, blind bidding and, uh, and then do kind of an auction thing. But I'll tell you something up until seven years ago, five years ago, there really wasn't much in competition. Like this is like, and it started off in probably uh, late 2015, uh, and in 2016, you know, multiple offers, 2017. Now it's kind of like, almost like it's part of real estate now. Now, like, right. Before it was just like you put up a house for sale. It takes maybe 30, 60 days to sell. You know, you advertise it, you wait for the buyer to come into place, you negotiate a deal and you try to, you know, negotiate a strong deal for the seller and you try to negotiate a strong deal for the buyer. It seems like those days are over with, but they will, they will come back. But, but it seems like every so often now that like multiple offers, like we've become experts in how to, get multiple offers. And, and we have, we, we have become experts on doing that, which is driving the prices up high.
2: So in terms of ending blind bidding, is that, is that something that's being talked about? Do you foresee that happening maybe sometime down the road?
1: You know what? I, I, I can see th- there is a lot of discussion, uh, in, in the real estate industry and also in the government, but they're, they're both just waiting for this market to change. Um, I mean, if this continues to the end of this year, there are gonna, there's going to be changes. And, it, it, you know, there, there is going to be changes happening because they don't want to have another year going into this with, with this blind bidding situation. They will definitely change uh, how uh, multiple offers are going to be uh, held. It, it just it just they just can't continue and, and people won't be able to afford it. There's going to be a lot of people that uh, out there just can't afford to not rent or even buy a house. And then there's going to be a housing housing crisis for sure. That's already starting.
2: Uh, Let's move on to our next uh, topic here, and it kind of, you know, it it touches on blind bidding as well. It's the latest REMAX blog, and uh, the headline, Canadian Real Estate Industry at a Critical Crossroads. And two things that I wanted to point out. Number one, um, talking about below market value listing. It says many of the industry's own recognize that the practice of below market value listing strategies to spark bidding wars or enforcing blind bidding competitions are counter to helping clients engage in legitimate and affordable listings. The other point is industry regulations on the underpricing of homes to eliminate overzealous bidding wars, as well as adding mandatory conditions to offers. Uh, that make the purchase conditional on receiving legal approval. So two things: uh, number one, the first thing, ending uh, the below market value listing strategies, and uh, instituting mandatory conditions. Where do you where do you sit on those two issues?
1: I, I don't think that'll that'll go. That that's not going to. Uh, I don't know. I don't think they can man- mandate that. Um, I I think the only way they can end this uh, situation is is uh, open auction situation. And, um, if nobody shows up, well, guess what? Then you're going to have to reevaluate the situation. But I, I think, um, they, you know, force somebody to put a condition in there, uh, everybody has to have a condition. It's just, it, it's not going to, it's not going to change things, but I think they're going the wrong way about it. I think the only way is, is you have to have an auction style and, uh, and it, it'll, it'll, It'll suppress uh, uh, these uh, exaggerated prices. It, it will it will eliminate all these exaggerated prices. Some some, some people that are going in four hundred thousand dollars over asking on the million dollar houses, they may not have had to go over four hundred thousand. Maybe they only needed to go one hundred fifty thousand. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or yeah. two hundred thousand. So that's what they're gonna they're gonna stop that. I can't see this happening. There is a, like I said, there is a lot of discussions in in that, but. I don't see uh putting in a, a condition or uh or putting it at market value because what is market value we don't know uh, <laughs> yeah. you know
2: it's a floating number really you know? yeah Uh, You can listen to our show online through Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. Just search for The Golfy Real Estate Show in your favorite podcast platform and hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. If you're looking to buy a home in the Hamilton, Burlington, Niagara area or put yours on the market, there's only one team to call. That's The Golfy Team. Online, robgolfy.com. Call Hamilton and Burlington's number one REMAX team in volume and unit sales, 905-575-7700, and follow The Golfy Team on Facebook, Instagram. And Twitter. Um, three letters, LRT. On Thursday, the federal and provincial governments uh, pretty much resurrected the um, uh, much maligned uh, project here in Hamilton by contributing $1.7 billion each to fund the project. So it appears, once again, that the LRT is going to be going ahead from McMaster University all the way to Eastgate Square. <sighs> What's your sense on the impact on real estate? Obviously this is gonna take years to to build. Is it gonna have an impact?
1: Um, I don't know if it'll have an impact on real estate because real estate's going up regardless. I mean people may think, oh, my house is gonna be worth uh, a lot more than the houses around it because the LRT is gonna be just like steps away from my from my my street or whatever. It it it, it it's just gonna make the city better. Real estate's already going up. Um, I think, uh, the rental market is going to be even more fierce because a lot of times, uh, when they're building, uh, big projects like this, um, they're bringing engineers and, and people to, to work these, uh, these areas and they need a place to rent. So now they take up a lot of, uh, the rental pool That's whatever is available. So it's going to make, it's going to make the, uh, the tenants that are uh, that are look, uh, out there tougher and and it's going to and, and it's going to drive the prices of uh, tenancy up because of the fact that companies are going to be paying for people's residential uh, tenancy home versus the, the the person that's doing it themselves like the the independent person or family, so it's going to drive that up quite a bit, and it just depends. If, like if this LRT takes, uh, what, what did they expect uh, two to five years to finish?
2: Yeah, probably double it, I would assume. <laughs> As yeah, we know, there's so, always construction so, delays and going over budget, and the whole bit.
1: Right, right, and uh, so, it, like I said, it's just going to, it's going to, it's going to drive uh, the residential tenancy up, and then and people will start buying, uh, investors will start buying properties that are. Fully furnished uh, to rent out to these uh, co- uh, contractors, engineers, and uh, every, anything to do with the construction industry. They're gonna, they're gonna rent it out and, uh, and rent out to these people. So th- there is gonna be an influx of real estate purchases and tenancies looking. It's gonna be tough. I mean, it'll drive the market a little bit, but the market's going up regardless. It is going up, and that's all there's to it.
2: Yeah, for for me, from an outsider's point of view, uh, you know, you look at West Hamilton, especially with, you know, once the pandemic is over, and, you know, knock on wood, hopefully that comes, you know, very soon, but when McMaster University gets back to what they've been doing and international students are coming in, those homes in West Hamilton, especially along the LRT route, might be uh, really eye-catching to a potential investor or someone who wants to, you know, live in that area as well.
1: Oh yeah. Like, so now somebody, yeah, exactly. Somebody can move in in, in the East end and Stony Creek and don't have to work, uh, spend the money in the West end and they can get downtown in I don't know, maybe uh, whatever the time frame is, uh, 20 minutes. Um, instead of driving their car, they just park someplace and go.
2: Um,
1: I, I, you know what, it's funny how the the government all of a sudden they, they have the money for this during a pandemic. Like <laughs> yeah. I, I guess, uh, I guess the printing presses are going and they say, Hey, let's print a little extra cash since we're here running the presses anyway but uh but yeah like i uh, i mean before i mean didn't they cancel it because it, it was it it was uh higher than they expected for the the cost? Yeah, that
2: that was the provincial government who basically, I mean, at at the start of, I think it was 2016, when Kathleen Wynne, then premier, said, all right, LRT is happening. It was a $1 billion project. And a few years later, the Ford government comes in and Transportation Minister Caroline Mulroney said, you know, we're canceling this because, you know, the grand total is $5 billion. Um, So they canceled it. But then, you know, there was a lot of, you know, huffing and puffing and and, the city chimed in and Leona chimed in. And the federal government's saying, hey, we can still make this thing happen. Uh, so now they're each contributing $1.7 billion, But, you know, the proviso is, or the, the little asterisk is, that the city's going to have to, you know, foot the bill for operating costs. And what is that price tag? Is it $10 million? Is it 20 Is it 15 Is it $30 million? Yeah. Um, so that's going to be the big kind of, uh, you know, upcoming hurdle. But at the end of the day, when you have the province and the feds contributing that amount of money, you're almost forcing the city's hands to uh, to make it a go. Uh, speaking of making it a go, we've got to go to a commercial break, but uh, we've been talking a little bit about West Hamilton. We'll go a little further west and talk about Dundas. We have an email from Jackie about Dundas and real estate in that uh, area of the city, and we'll talk about that when we return here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. back. This is the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin here. On the line once again, Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax's Skartman Realty, the Golfie team. Call them today, 905-575-7700. You're calling Hamilton and Burlington's number one Remax team in volume and unit sales. That phone number again is 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. And you can follow the Golfie team on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Have a question for the Golfie team? Send them an email. Questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. And we do have a question this week from Jackie, who writes, Hi, Rob. I listen to your podcast and I'm wondering if you can talk about Dundas specifically. My husband and I are moving from the West Hamilton Mountain to Dundas soon. We were looking to move to Dundas for quite a a while, four-plus years, and now find that Dundas might be becoming more desirable than Ancaster. We were worried about becoming priced out of Dundas. What are your thoughts on the Dundas market? Thanks, Jackie.
1: The Dundas market, uh, hardly any homes go up for sale there. They do... It is a strong market. Uh, we find a lot of professionals that uh, work in Hamilton uh, move to Dundas. Uh, a lot of young couples, uh, when they when they find out about Dundas, they find out that little secret, uh, little uh, town outside of Hamilton. Uh, they love it. It, it is a, a great community. I'm going to tell you, they've got like great events uh, like the Cactus uh, Festival and and Busker Fest, and you know. Uh, they've got, I'm, I'm telling you, I like it, it like I, 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 operate in a, in a Hamilton Halton, Niagara Brantford area. So I kind of centrally locate myself where I live so that I can access each area within 25 minute drive. Now for me, uh, uh, if I could live in Dundas, I would, but then I would always be going, uh, I'm on one far end of the spectrum than the other and it would take longer, but I think if you if you're moving to Dundas, I'd go for it because Dundas values will always be strong. You'll never never go wrong there. Um, it's got it's a great community. You'll love it. I love the downtown. I think uh, it's it's a hidden secret for especially a lot of outside people. That don't know about Dundas, and uh, I, I don't. Uh, real estate wise, I think uh, your dollar is going to be very strong in Dundas. You'll never, never regret it. You'll always do well with your uh, real estate uh, holdings there.
2: And uh, you know, looking at the stats now, might be the time to do it because the prices in Dundas have gone up. April twenty twenty to April twenty twenty one, the last set of monthly stats that we've had, the average price in Dundas went up fifty four percent, six hundred thirty five thousand dollars to nine hundred eighty one. Not many homes sold in April of twenty twenty, as you know, we we were kind of in the early stages of the pandemic. Just fifteen homes. Uh, sold in April 2020 in Dundas compared to 56 in April of 2021. But that price of $981,000, uh, you know, might stop some people in their tracks if they're, uh, you know, expecting something a little bit different.
1: Yeah, exactly. And not many people move uh, away from Dundas. The only people that are moving out of Dundas is they, It's either relocation for jobs or retiring or whatever. But I'm telling you, you move to Dundas, you're not leaving. <laughs> You're staying there because it's such a great community. Dundas is, and it's just, just great to do a lot of different things there. They've You know, especially mountain biking trails and stuff like that. They've got tons. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. Awesome. I would go for it for sure, Jackie.
2: It's kind of funny because, you know, I compare Dundas to like a Niagara Falls type of area. There's so many, you know, uh, in, in uh, places to visit in terms of, you know, natural landmarks. Uh, It's a great retirement community. It's kind of out of the way of everything else, Uh, especially when you're looking at Hamilton. Dundas is kind of just nestled into its own little kind of perfect small town in a a big city.
1: Yeah, it's almost like, I I wouldn't say niagara in a lake but almost. Yeah, that's a good comparison. You know what I mean? Like niagara in a lake has got its own community. A lot of tourists go to Niagara-on-a-Lake because, uh, you know, just it. But, But like I said, Dundas is a hidden secret. A lot of people don't know about it. I mean, like, you know what's great about Dundas? Just, you know, on a Saturday morning or a Saturday afternoon, you just want to walk downtown Dundas. And they got such great little boutique shops, and that's what I love about that town. They've got, you know what I mean, just, you're just walking down, and you can check out every store and everything. They, like, like I said, it's, it's, it's you know, you don't go wrong there. and it's uh, And, again, nobody leaves there. That's why it's so rare to find a house. It's tough to find a house. So once you're in Dundas and you own a house, you're in the game, you're there, you're you know what I mean and then and 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 believe me, you won't move out of your house uh and, and, you know people in Dundas stay there forever, they just it's such such an awesome community. Yeah, I, I definitely would recommend it.
2: They have the Dundas Driving Park, which is, you know, awesome. Uh, the JL Greitmeyer, Market Street Arenas, another, you know, uh, little gem, hidden gem in this community. So lots to offer in Dundas. So, Jackie, if you're looking to make the move, hey, call the Golfie team, 905-575-7700. Jump online to robgolfie.com. When we come back, we'll talk about two very different stories from a couple of ancients on the Golfie team. That's coming up next here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML.
0: You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. <laughs>
2: And one more go around here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. Joining us again is Rob Golfy, sales representative with Remax's Scartman Realty, the Golfie team. Call Hamilton and Burlington's number one Remax team in volume and unit sales, 905 575 7700 online. The website is robgolfie.com. That's Rob G O L F I.com. And follow the Golfie team on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you have a topic idea or or a question for the golfy team, send them an email questions at Rob is the email address. we got a couple of very different stories from a couple of your agents. Uh, One of them actually cried when they read a letter from the buyer as they were in competition. They just barely had the highest offer and uh, your sellers decided to go with their offer instead of pushing the top offers to come in uh, at a higher price. Talk about this one.
1: So, when when uh, when you get two offers that are very close to each other or or almost you know within let's say a couple thousand sometimes you can send them both back and say hey listen you guys are you know you do a second round of of uh of offer uh present uh offer uh situation there so and then so you, you eliminate the other nine offers and now you got two and you tell these two listen go back and see if you guys can better it cuz it's between you two a lot of times agents will do that um, but this homeowner said, no, nope, no, nope, you don't know want, I like this letter. I really want these people to have it. This is where the letter came in handy. This is where the letter helped the buyer. And, um, it's not always about the money for a lot of people there, like they probably were pleased with the amount that they already were at. They were probably excited and, and say, you know what, I'm good with this. And they didn't have to take it to a second round of offer, uh, uh offer presentation again. So they went with the uh, the letter, so the letter helped out these people, and it does like like you know what a letter does for people? It gives you a second chance a lot of times so let's say sometimes you have a letter, and let's say you're five to ten thousand dollars less than the other offer. Sometimes the agent may say, "Hey, listen, if you can come up a little higher we may you may have a chance to get this house that that's what a letter does for you. A letter will give you that like it, you'll stand out of all the other offers, and and that's and that's what helps out. So so like letters do help. But, I mean, but letters is not going to help if you're with forty thousand less than the next best offer. Like, <laughs> yeah, it only <laughs> it only goes so far, right? So, yeah, like but if you're close, and you if you're close to the top of the other offers, they're going to give you they're going to give you a second look and give you a shot. You know, to to come back if, if you're not the highest offer. So letters do help. There's no doubt about that
2: is is a letter rare or are we seeing more and more of them?
1: you know what I'd say you get a letter for ten percent of the people maybe maybe even less hmm. uh, I'd say I say yeah well maybe ten ten five to ten percent of the people will will submit a letter they okay. interesting they got a real story they got a you know. You know, they talk about you know, their family and everything else, and, and sometimes they'll put a picture of their family with the letter. Huh. It, it, may, it does make a difference, because, you know what? A lot of, there's a lot of good people, they got a lot of good hearts out there. They really want to make it happen for a lot of young families and whoever that, that wants the house.
2: Uh, On the other side of the coin, uh, one of uh, our listings, uh, you had a listing agent let the buyer agents know that they had three offers in total and to bring their best and final offer. He ended up giving the top two the chance to come back and was told by the agent with the lower price point that they were not going to improve about 20 minutes before a decision was made by our clients. When he called the agent to say thanks, but we decided to go with the other offer, the agent hung up on him called him back, and had conferenced in his buyer so that the buyer could yell at him for not giving them a chance to improve their offer. This sounds a little nasty.
1: So what happened here was there was the two offers. Our agent called the other, the the, the guy that was second in line for his offer and said, hey, listen, you guys are close. Did you want to better your offer? Because, you know, like we got two offers very close. You, you know, you, um, we're giving you a second chance to, to come in. Maybe you want to improve your offer. He said no, and so then after, 20 minutes later, the, our agent called that agent and said, hey, you don't have it. Somebody else got it. So his client was upset that he didn't know about the second chance. Well, I don't think he knew about the second chance yet. Hmm. So what happened was this other agent thought we, the, that we were bluffing, that oh. there, what you know, you know, improve your offer, you have a, a shot at getting it. So he didn't tell his client. He did not correspond with his client saying, hey, we need to come up a little more to get this deal possibly. He didn't tell that. So when his client found out he didn't get it, he made his agent call us, and, and I think that agent <laughs> that called us, I think he was worried because we said to them, hey, wait a minute, we gave you a second chance, and you denied it. You didn't go for it. So I'm pretty sure that agent was probably fired uh, and uh, not used again just because of the fact that he didn't correspond with his buyer saying, hey, we may have to come up another $5,000 and we may have this place. He did not do that. He uh, spoke out on behalf of his buyer without corresponding with his buyer. So big mistake there. Well,
2: another reason to call the Golfie team, 905-575-7700, online at robgolfie.com. Hey, thanks for listening to the Golfie Real Estate Show. We're back next Saturday at nine on 900 CHML.
0: The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.